0: Welcome to another episode of the Sisterhood Hour Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Puma Langa. Sometime back I had a conversation with Jennifer Stoller, a family law expert, and Yulisa Mkhale, the Sunday Times journalist, And the two of them, they host a Lawyer and the Layman podcast, and what they do, which is really amazing, is to educate, empower, uplift, and entertain, while they're teaching us about South African legalese, and converting it to plain English, because a lot of the time, a lot of the legal speak, it goes over our heads, and we don't really understand it, but they have an amazing combination in the way that they do what they do and they make it easily accessible to all of us to ensure that we understand. And the conversation that I had with the two of them when I invited them to the podcast was talk about father's rights. I've always been curious to find out exactly how does the law work when it comes to fathers who want to be a part of their children's lives. But due to certain circumstances and also relationship dynamics, sometimes that's not always possible. So I invited the two of them to share their um, personal story, well your Lisa's personal story, as well as Jennifer to share the legal part of things. And it was quite an interesting conversation, so I hope you get to learn a couple of things that I did as well. And if you know anybody, especially a dad who wants to be a part of their child's life and they're struggling, please do share um, this podcast with them and also share Jennifer's details too. She will be able to help or direct you in the right direction of who to speak to. Welcome to Sisterhood Hour Conversations. And today's conversation was a little bit inspired by a radio show that I heard a couple of weeks ago with regards to Father's Day, but more about celebrating fathers the whole month of June. And with the current state of things in terms of... Whew, yeah, society and Everything. The, yeah, no, it's it's heavy, and I think also our topic today is also heavy. So I'm sorry about that, but yeah. I really felt that it was really quite important that we talk about this because I feel that not a lot of awareness is spoken about when it comes to fathers and the rights that they have um, in terms of access to their children and relationships with their children, because we hear the bad side in terms of absent fathers. For dads who really want to be present and want to be involved in their children's lives Some of them don't have um, that legal background or information, access to information And their stories are just insane when you hear about them So before we can jump into it, a bit of an introduction from both of you please We'll start with
1: you Jen Um, Yeah, so obviously you know that Yo and I have our own Podcast, which well, yes. kind of deals with the law and deals with all of that. And today, um, what I found so remarkable is that obviously, like I'm um, the the legal brain in it, mm. but um, ulisa is also the dad. Do and it. I've seen how. So obviously, my experience, I'm a massive advocate for fathers' rights. Okay. I believe in fathers' rights, but yes. um, when I see uh, how ulisa Basically, is with his daughter, it is mm-hmm. the most remarkable thing. They're like best friends. Not even like they are best wow. friends. TikTok together, they <laughs> have laughs. Like he's a super, super cool dad. And yeah, he was one of the lucky ones that actually um had an opportunity to build a relationship with his daughter. Not many, not many fathers do. So mm-hmm. what I kind of dedicate myself to is um being in a in a space where I get to educate and empower not only fathers on their rights, but mm -hmm. also women on protecting the the father of their children's rights, because there's Mm -hmm. no point in educating fathers where they know their rights, where they have a woman that's not willing to enforce them. There's no point. So I Mm -hmm. kind of implore mothers to say, you know what? Yes, he might be a bad husband. Yes, he might be a bad boyfriend, but is he a bad dad? Yes or no. If he's Mm -hmm. not a bad dad, you let go of all the pain, you let go of everything that he's done to you and you let him see his kid because yeah. children do deserve two good parents. And yes. they do. Yeah. And that's, that's kind good. of my role. And um that's obviously the, the legal space. So I'm going to educate everyone on their rights, on how yeah. to force them and how to get it done. And yeah.
0: Awesome. Sure. Wow. And you're Lisa on your side? Yeah. You. I mean
2: that is Quite an introduction for me, even. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
0: so that's done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, but yeah, like Jen said, I'm sort of the other half of our podcast. The Hello, and the Hello. Um, hi. Sorry, <laughs> that's my little. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we basically sort of unpack a lot of like legal issues mm. in like sort of quite accessible ways um and i mean it's interesting thank you for calling us for the subject because essentially i know jen is i think even one of the times we met we might have initially discussed things like father's rights and like she's a massive massive advocate for it and i i would have never known like had i not spoken to her like wow she is she always jumps in, she's like, yes,
1: go dads. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not not I those just... dads where they're like pitchforks and stuff, because those ones scare me. Like, those, yeah, there's, there's some dads that I can deal with, and there's some yeah. dads that I can't. Like, for me, I know that lots of dads are angry, and I know lots mm. of dads are livid that they can't see their kids. The kids but, yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I actually had a client that his child got abducted, um, child got abducted by the mother and was taken to bulgaria what he seen, yeah he hasn't seen his kids in years like he hasn't seen his kid in years and wow. i think um and that's kind of what ignited my passion for father's rights because oh, yeah, yeah. if i was more senior and he came to see me in the beginning of the alienation mm. Mm. i know i would have been able to to save him from from that kind of fate sure. um and and yeah, and, but he's also, he's kind of taken it upon himself not to be angry, not mm-hmm. to defame her, not to kind of get his pitchfork, but say to himself, okay, well, this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. How can I help other fathers in preventing this? And that for me is something that is very admirable.
0: no that's amazing. But I think just touching on what you just mentioned there, I mean, like in terms of the relationship that breaks down between the mother and the father, and it just becomes this boxing match minus the actual ring and all of that. Mm. But how then do, do you advise a, a father when they come to you and they're really upset and they want to see their kids? And you can see there's a history of actually being a responsible and present father. But mm. now you you have to ask them, look, take away the emotion, take away the anger these are the practical things that we're looking at these are the challenges we're facing and when do you then have to say to them look right now there's nothing we can do but these are some of the steps that we can start taking to ensure that you have access to your child because I'm sure I mean when you're dealing with South African law it's one thing but now you're dealing with Bulgarian law that's something else so I don't know like when in the process yeah
1: yeah so so that's essentially why I also left law like well when I say left law like left practicing practicing law full-time because Mm -hmm. if I was in a a legal situation in the sense of um being an admitted attorney my advice would obviously have to be very very legal and I was obviously a junior. Um, it, I was very scared to give advice. I was very scared. Obviously, you have to stay in the parameters of the law. Yeah. And yeah. Technically, if you have to look at the the law practically, mm. the 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 um the rights that we get essentially as a father and a mother. Yeah. practically Fathers actually have less rights than mothers in a practical yeah. situation. Yeah. Also law, yeah. like, and and what what essentially happens in that kind of space is that now. I've gotten to such a confident space that if I have a father that comes to me and hasn't seen his kid, mm. I used to be like, okay, we'll have to send a letter. Mm. Mm. You be careful, you have to do this. Now I'm like, I don't care. You're not asking mm. to see your kid. You're messaging that the mother and saying, I'm coming to collect my child.' Mm. And if they say no, then I know what I'm feeling. Uh... But also, I can't say to my clients, listen, we we can deal with this legally because the law is never ever going to be able to serve you if you're not ready for the law to serve you. So what I kind of say is that it's a man's world, but it's a woman's court. And what, what is that? That Fathers don't get ready to go to court. They haven't taken all the steps. They haven't done certain things, but, but they kind of get into a space where they only rely on the law. And if you only rely on the law, It's going to be a problem. So what I say Mm. to them, I say, go to, go to counseling, go to this, ask to see your kid um, on a, on a daily basis. Mm. Do all of these. So when we do get to court, the court can see that this mother is alienating. It's not one, it's not one person against the other. It's actually evidence of alienation. And, and it's kind of like playing the long game where I say, I know you can't see your child now. Like, your mm-hmm. child's young, but I promise you, if you follow my advice, we'll be able to build a sustainable relationship between both of you. Mm-hmm. But if you try to rush it now, it's not going to be sustainable. And kind of what I want to add to this is that like, mm-hmm. when, when your, like, baby girl was born, how, like, did you, did you actually struggle in the beginning? Like, what was the, yeah. the situation? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Lisa. Me? Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking for me. So. <laughs> no, no, no. no.
0: <laughs> Over to you. <laughs>
2: um, what was? It was actually quite interesting because mm-hmm. we. I mean, it's kind of like what you said. I was probably not the best um boyfriend slash father mm-hmm. uh, oh, no, really, really, really. husband, but yeah. um, it's mm-hmm. sort of from quite early on um the we we sort of established the idea that like you know what um despite whatever may have gone on between us Mm -hmm. um we should the the key thing should be um uh lisedy's well-being Mm -hmm. so throughout that we we sort of we've always sort of prioritized that um more than sort of whatever our thing you love loved her more than God. you
1: disliked each other
2: yeah you know what I mean? yeah, yeah like, basically and I that's
1: mean, what
2: i say yeah and it's gotten to sort of like the point now i sort of laugh about it every now and then but like so we have like um because she she then like got married okay. and like she has other kids and it's very lovely but we have like a little co-parenting um whatsapp group oh, and, wow. that's amazing that's um, so
0: awesome
2: and like Lysedi, because I think her friends, mm. not all of them, have like parents who are on speaking terms. Often try like, In they'll flame. often try like sort of um, play some of the parents off against each other oh, to yes, like yeah. their own benefit. Yeah. But <laughs> what often happens when she tries that is that her mom will be like, so the other day,
0: the other day.
1: Like oh. But that's being a responsible mother, like and I think yeah. that's, that's what I kind of got out of law is that a lot of attorneys in flame situations they only rely on law. They only <laughs> Okay no, 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 no. <laughs> they only rely on law. They only um they only get to a point where law becomes the basis. And what I kind of did, I took a step back and I said okay, I'm not going to rely on the law. You have to also deal with a person before you deal with the law. Yes. And if that person is damaged and they have triggers and they had a bad childhood or whatever, it's, it's going to come out in their, in their parenting skills. Like, and dads want to obviously be the best dad. Mm. And then they only rely on the law. And then people, and I, and I like um, we had a podcast with um, this uh, mediator, Charles Mendelow, and he calls it law where mm. these people go into battle and only rely on the law, and it just becomes an absolute mm. So my advice always for fathers, when when the like is pregnant, whatever, you've yeah. got to start moving boundaries from then. You have to start saying, Okay, well, let's go to mediation, let's try resolve our relationship, and let's mm. start building a parenting plan for when the child wow. is
0: born. Yeah.
1: Because when the child is born start engaging in the parenting plan process, you now think that you're missing out on your child's life. You now think that yeah. you have to you kind know, of... Because every day that passes, if you don't see your child, it's traumatic. And it yeah. becomes a very, very emotional state. So my advice, especially for unmarried fathers, is because yeah. unmarried fathers don't have automatic rights. So it's not... It's, it's something that you it's have not to a given. Have. Yeah. yeah, the law says that you have to be living with a person at the time... Um, of conception, you have to um, contribute to maintenance, you have mm-hmm. to have your name on the unabridged birth certificate, which I tell mm-hmm. all dads that, that they must do, your name must be on the unabridged birth certificate. And mm-hmm. also getting into a parenting plan that confirms your rights because a mother, if they go to the wrong attorney, that attorney mm-hmm. can easily say to them, they don't have rights, they're not confirmed, you don't need to let them see the child. Because that's the law.
0: That is the law. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think
2: just from a sort of slightly non-legal thing like i mean from a lot of the stories i hear like mm. everyone's like like jen says with the lawfare thing everyone seems like sort of obsessed with this idea of like winning yeah at like, all
0: costs like
2: yeah. now yeah. we've broken up and i have to i have to win so mm. if i don't get um full custody or whatever sort of custody agreement then i've lost yeah. or you know, um, all of that, and I'm not. It's not really about that. It's just like, is your kid happy, happy. or healthy or whatever? Like, that's, that's can they be a functioning thing. human?
0: Yes, I, I love how you yeah. mention that because. I mean, I think beginning of the year, there was a post I saw on Twitter and it started like triggering my mind and started thinking about the topic where this gentleman, I can't remember his name, he posted a picture of his partner, um, his then partner, the mother of his child, and they, um, their daughter has grown up a little bit, um, who's a little bit older now. And he mentioned in the tweet that they've got a really great co-parenting relationship And it was really sweet because it's like, you know, just because it didn't work out between um, him and the mother of his child, they can still be partners in raising her and ensuring her, ensuring that she knows and understands that she's loved and she's protected and they're there for her. And a lot of people in the comments were so like, but I wouldn't let my partner do this and take a photo. What message does it send? And, mm-hmm. I mean, I was part of the people who were questioning, but, like, but why is this, why can't this be normal? Why can't this be something that everybody understands that it's existing and that it's healthy and that it benefits the child? Because now we're being selfish about it as the parents mm-hmm. and we want to put ourselves against each other. And other people in the background are cheering us on and saying, yeah, take him out, friend, or you're saying to your guy friend, yeah, no, who does she think she is? And it just becomes this volatile situation and we forget the child in the situation. And Yeah, we I do. And it's crazy. And, you know, Lisa, one of the questions I was thinking about um, for our discussion today was that as a Black man, um, I mean, we have the the cultural norms that we have to navigate and sometimes we try to fight it mm-hmm. while we're trying to fight the system, we're trying to fight cultural things and traditional things when it comes to having a child um, with a partner that you're not married to, how do you navigate the paying of damages um, for lack of a better expression, but that's what it's called. How do you navigate that? And then, because that's the customary side of things. And then how do you do that plus the legal side of things and ensuring that the families also understand and respect your role as the father in the relation in in your child's in your child's life. How did you do that?
2: So for me it was um, slightly different, I think in a couple of ways. Um, okay. first um, uh, my daughter's mom was white. So okay. we sort of snuck around yeah you bypassed that you tricked the system like i'm sure she does i'm sure they don't know let's just let's just not bring it up (laughs)
0: yeah
2: (laughs) um but also because i know initially Mm. there was sort of a lot of talk like sort of oh no are you gonna get married Mm. blah blah like um and um a lot of sort of conversations around that and i think I was quite fortunate in that most of my family um, were of the opinion that you don't need... Just because they basically felt that you can still be a good and present and sort of even, I suppose, cultural dad, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term, without... Without necessarily, uh, you know, like, getting married or yeah. paying documents. Because also, I was I was quite young at the time. Okay. I was... How old was I? I was 20.
0: Sure. um,
2: And her mother was 19.
0: Wow. So,
2: yeah. we... I mean, look, not everyone... Uh, not everyone reacted. <laughs> In fact, no one reacted brilliantly. At least on my side of Yeah. But... But I think quite quickly, because I, and I think one of the things um, that you mentioned with the with that social media story sort of played into was there are sort of moments yes. where you have to yes. sort of drown out the noise, yes, and decide like, look, just because X, Y, and Z person has X, X, Y, and Z person is not in this particular um, relationship dynamic. Um, so you are not... They're not going to be the parent of the child. You are. You are, and yes. You are the person who has to build this long-term yeah. relationship with this person yeah. and make sure that... Because the health of your relationship with the child's mother directly affects the health of the relationship with your child and even the health of the of your child themselves. Yes. So we sort of quite quickly... I mean, had some fights with... um Various family members. Um, at some point, um, I was accused of yeah. living in sin. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sure, it went there,
0: <laughs> which,
2: which was fun. But I mean, you sort of, you know, you sort of, it's. And at some point, you build a thick skin and you say, mm-hmm. "Look, we're going to do what we need to do." Yes. Um, and then the rest Follows. can either jump on the train yeah. or get left behind.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the one thing that like you were saying is that. Mm. So for me, what my kind of goal in the position that I'm in now is mm. is getting into a space where we also redefine our definition of success. So mm. success doesn't have to be winning. Success can actually be because you and 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 this is how I kind of explain it to clients is that sometimes a mother yeah. thinks that they need to protect their children from the the big bad wolf that hurt them. And it's kind of like, oh, the yes. um, like it, so the child becomes like a, a bird with a broken wing and the mother goes up to the child, I mean, goes up to the bird and kind of holds that bird so tight to protect yes, them. But yes. If you hold a bird that has a broken wing, most of the time, A, you're going to enable that bird not to fly again yes. and B, you're probably going to smother it to death. It's probably going to die. And when you do let it free, other birds are going to attack it because of the scent on you. And mm-hmm. what, I, what I kind of say to my clients is that sometimes when you feel like you're protecting something so much, you're actually causing damage. damage. And I read something amazing like a few months ago where it said whenever a parent treats a child badly, so the, 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 the child might not be being treated badly by the father but if the father is not seeing the kid the child doesn't understand that yes. the parents are under or whatever and mm-hmm. what it kind of said was whenever a child whenever a child gets treated badly by a parent the child doesn't stop loving the parent the child stops loving themselves so now oh. we, we're creating a society where if if a child is being taken away from a parent they're mm-hmm. going to blame themselves they're going because to they think, think they're unlovable. Exactly. They think that they're yeah. unlovable. And it's it's creating broken adults. So yeah. I know the, the, the men that I've dated have had troubled relationships with their with their fathers and yeah. it, it's caused broken men. Cause it's like if my father can't even love me, who who will? Can, yeah. And it's my whole goal is about reframing the family unit. Like yeah. you can it doesn't have to be mom and dad living together in a relationship, in one house, and you, won't like, for me, conflict is inevitable, you're going to face conflict with people in your life, no matter what, but combat is optional, the way that you deal with that conflict is something that is so important, and for me, when it comes to fathers, when you are in this situation, you also got to kind of, um, know, where you stand. And and obviously Mm -hmm. there's not, there's not one size that fits all. There are also bad mothers, excellent fathers. They're they're parents that are both bad. And if you are dedicated to your child and you are stuck up in not seeing them and all of that, you kind of got to make a call where, and I've had fathers that have come into my offices and they're angry and they're upset. And I've said to them, you can't be in this angry state. You can't be here because an unhealthy parent means an unhealthy child. Yes. So when you, when you actually get to see your kid and you get to see, have that time with them, if you're so caught up in, in anger and you're so caught up in the, the litigious process, your parenting is not going to be successful. You're not going to actually be able to enjoy your child. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to take a step back from yourself where it's not about winning. It's not about um, and, and, and I know, like, sometimes, obviously, it's really hard for me to say this, but if, if parents can't see their children, like my one client, mm-hmm. I've said to him, you've tried to fight the battle in Bulgaria. You've spent millions of rands. Your child is not coming back. And I know that sounds devastating, mm-hmm. but but one day, when he tries to find you, and one day, when you started leaving a legacy online and creating all these things, educating fathers, mm-hmm. he's going to see that. And whether he's fourteen or sixteen or eighteen, you might not be able to have a relationship with your dad now, but I mean your child now, but someday you will. So It'll happen. You have to you can't also force things. Oh. Like you can't force that that child now has created such a strong bond with the mother mm. that now to bring the child back to South Africa is actually going to be extremely damaging for the child. Sure. So but it's a hard situation. Like that oh, that that's- won't matter it plagued me for I actually sent him a message the other day and I said Paul Mm -hmm. because he's been on the media and all of that and I said to him I just want to thank you like I know your situation is devastating and I think about you on a daily basis but Mm -hmm. I want to thank kind of your situation for igniting my passion for father so much because now what happened to you I will make sure never happens to any father that I deal with like that is my goal
0: that's amazing that's that's really incredible. But Yolisa, just touching on what Jen has just said, Yolisa, for you, how are you? If you are and if you're comfortable to 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 share your journey with other fathers, um, in your circle or on a public platform, um, you and Jen have your own podcast as well, so do you find yourself in um, in positions where you do share your story and how is that received from both fathers and mothers who are in the midst of either walking their own journey or but just for for their own curiosity to understand how does it work how do you have a healthy co-parenting relationship because um what we see a lot of the time is the unhealthy co parenting relationship. So, Yelisa, how, what, what's your journey currently and how are you sharing your journey?
2: Um, oh, no, I have no problem. I've probably shared my journey a little bit too much. <laughs> um, probably, <laughs> yes. um, I, if I'm honest, I think that I, I think Jen's right. I think I've just been really lucky in mm-hmm. that uh, my daughter's mom has been fantastic really like she's um like i said we're not the world's most compatible people but for um some reason i think i think it probably has to do with her own past and like parents and divorce and stuff Mm -hmm. like she like she was sort of from the beginning very much like listen let's just try let's 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 figure this out somehow Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah i mean it's not like there hasn't been conflict Mm -hmm. um there has we've bumped heads about a few things but they, we talk about it mm-hmm. and um, you know there's never been like a threatening oh, of like yeah. I'm going to snatch this child and take them to Bulgaria <laughs> <laughs> kind of it's kind of thing and I mean go. for me personally it's always because you're right you do hear a lot of the horror stories mm. and I think working in the news I think that's Partly because if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is true. Yeah. And so people love to hear this like sort of story of like tension and conflict and ah we all hate each other. And mm. you hear what this lady did and this guy went for cigarettes and he's still not back and blah blah blah. Like mm, that kind. Yeah. People people love to tell those stories, yeah. but I think the for me like sort of the sort of overarching theme of this has always just been that like it's actually just fun to have a normal relationship with your child. Like, it's, it's, I think Jen was kind of right when she said <laughs> that my, my daughter's kind of my best friend in a weird way. She yeah. really is. And it's because we don't have to sit and worry about like upsetting her mom or, you know, yeah. what's going to happen with this or what's going, like,
1: you have your um, own relationship do- with her, and that's what's cool. Like, for me, mm. parents, like, I've read so many things where each parent adds a different value to a child's life. So, yeah, true. like, let's be honest, I don't really see, well, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, Yo, but, like, maybe Lissetti and her mom doing TikToks together. Like, I know the value that my dad <laughs> added to my life. Mm. Oh, and I saw this thing on Facebook where there were kids with, like, there's like this little kid and he's been tied to balloons and he's floating in the air. And there was a question underneath being like, did the mother or father do this? And it, oh. it's funny because dads add more fun. Dads are important. Dads mm. are also kind of that, that figure in, in a child's life. And the way that my dad would parent me and my mom would parent me was actually very different, but both so valuable. Like my yes. dad was the, the jokester and the prankster my mom was like the the, the law enforcer like mm-hmm. both of them added so much value to my life and mm-hmm. at the end of the day kids deserve both parents kids yeah. deserve and there's no book on parenting there's no such thing as a perfect parent like at all and I think when when people parent they think that the way that they parent the other person has to be the exact same and it's not like that at all
0: it you can know? be different yeah
2: Mm. i think there's also oh sorry there's also a thing about like i've also i've always noticed you know how people always like oh you know but my parents did this and i didn't turn out so badly Mm. um most of the time you kind of did
1: yeah (laughs) there's something that is scarred in you
2: yeah like a lot of us are sort of very damaged from whatever it is our parents and the sort of lives and cultural views that our parents grew up in and I mean it's that's a whole different story yeah. in and of itself but I do think it's sort of important sometimes to look at um the world that you grew up in and the world the child is growing up around in and say do you do you want to continue to perpetuate that because there there was a sort of there was a sort of systemic reason for a lot of childhood abandonment yes. um that you know that that sort of so it it's not like all of it was no, no. oh no dad just didn't care like there was there, there were a reasons. Lot of sort of systemic reasons behind it and that doesn't change the fact that that you as the sort of victim of that might hold harbor a sort of sense of resentment and stuff but you carry that forward at some point yeah I, I remember Jen spoke about this once I think a few yeah. weeks ago like you you can't be the person who then carries on damaging your your own children or the people because then they're going to damage their children so on and yeah. so forth and then you end up perpetuating um breaking the
1: cycle
0: yeah yeah
1: but I think I think that's what's so important is that So for me, obviously, the the legal value that I add to this is that when you are parenting as a father and Mm. you're already on the back foot. Like I always Mm. used to say to my clients, so let's say, for example, the mother gets up and they take the child and they go to their mother's house and they leave the house. And the father now kind of has to um, see their kids. Imagine Mm. imagine you're in a relationship and the father gets up and takes the child. Jesus, like society would go absolutely crazy. Oh, they go crazy. Yeah, kidnapping. It would be, yeah. it would be yeah. abduction. It would be um, all of these different things. Yeah. And What? And obviously, I believe like when when a mother carries a child, there's obviously a different kind of connection. Yeah. But a child is not an object that is owned yes. by the parent. Yeah. And um, fathers are on the back foot. Fathers are kind of they. It's it's kind of like that. Um, whole white privilege that people have been speaking about is that Mm -hmm. when I don't know if you saw that video where uh, they were doing a running race and they're like take a step back if you didn't grow up with a father take a step back if you didn't do this essentially fathers are on the back foot as well it's like mother privilege right? they they have to fight for us, they have to fight to see their child they have to Mm -hmm. do all these different things just to be equal to the other parent Um, yeah it's a massive problem it's it's something but as I said you you're not going to be able to change society and how Mm. society views you but you can be proactive you can start um doing things and even and I actually had a, a client that I spoke to a few weeks ago and he said to me Jennifer you you changed my life and I said to him I didn't change your life I gave you tools and you used those tools and you applied them and you applied them properly and he didn't wow. see his kid for six weeks and he could have launched court applications and he could have gone mad but I said, right from
0: the beginning, yeah. Yeah,
1: I said in these six weeks, focus on yourself focus on your triggers, focus on the resentment that you have for the mother and heal from that. So once you actually get to see your child, you've gone on this journey of healing that there's no resentment there anymore. Yes. So he's not
0: carrying that into his relationship with his child.
1: Exactly. And he's also not in a position now where, like mm. he would say to me, Then she does these things to hurt me. I'm like, mm. I don't care about the reason why she does things, right? Mm. You can't control people's actions, but you can control how you react to them. React, yes. So mm. if she's doing something that you know hurts you, you got to sit back and go, okay, why does this hurt me? Why does mm. this... Um, pay me. Not kind of focus on why she's doing it because yes. she is doing it to hurt you. At the end of the day, it's hurting you, and that's that's your own responsibility. Like the the pain that is caused to you is not your is not your fault, but the yeah. healing from it is your responsibility.
0: So, sure. I think let's let's wrap it up there. But I'd like a few closing words or advice um from both yourself, Yolisa, your and um, Jennifer as well. Like if there's a dad out there who finds himself in a situation where they don't have access to their kids, but also not just a message to dad, but message to moms Mm. on how they can um, be part of a solution to ensure that dads have access to their kids, especially if it's dads who are responsible and who are going to add value and be part of a healthy relationship um, with their kids. Um, what should they do? Where do they start? Um, where do they look for information? Um, and what do they need to do for themselves? Like you said, be in a healthier space. Um, so let's start with you, Elisa.
2: Um, I think my thing would actually just be, um, let us go. Like, <laughs>
1: like, like Alsa. Yeah, let
2: us go.
0: Let go. It go. Is, yeah.
2: <laughs> maybe the mom is, maybe the mom is, quote unquote crazy, maybe just X, maybe this is Y, like who like it's it's none of your kids' business. Um so let that go or at least as best you can. Um just focus on, you know, sort of being the best dad that um you can be and yeah maybe don't pat yourself on the back too much i do find as dads we do get there is a tendency for us to sort of get very chuffed with ourselves because like stuff that we do that like maybe moms do just regularly everyone is like oh yeah oh my gosh he's such a sexy dad like he's so awesome did you see he changed the nappy and then your dads and they start to like change nappies while posing because it's like oh yeah yeah I can change. <laughs> so your baby, you don't pat yourself on the back too much. But like, let it go. Life, mm. life is a little, life's a little too long to to be harboring resentment. Yeah. And therapy bills are expensive. You're going to yeah. Eat. Yeah. all the like resentment you build now, you will end up paying for when your kid is a teenager. Yeah, yeah. this is true.
1: And yeah, Jeremy, and right? for me to just add on like what you said is that it's kind of like um block out the noise. Like there's mm. so much noise that's gonna be around you. And, mm. and the the courts always say best interest of the child is what's important. But yes. what I think is in the best interest of my child is gonna be very different to what is the best interest of what the father thinks. It's such a mm. subjective thing. And mm. it's like it's kinda of like Let go of control. If you start to, it's kind of like holding really, really tight onto a rope. And that rope is cutting you and it's just destroying everything around you. Mm. And you've got to let go of the rope. Because at the end of the day, if you try to control each situation around you, it's going to cause you so much anxiety. It's going to cause Mm. so much stress. And kids are resilient. they're like little little (laughs) human beings that when they fall, they get up. They keep going. And the way that you choose to deal with the situation, and this is kind of what my mentality is in terms of also divorce, Mm -hmm. people act like absolute Peruvians in a litigation divorce, and then blame it on divorce. They're like, oh, divorce Mm -hmm. is supposed to be like this. Well, no, you actually acted that divorce was given to you um, in order to actually liberate you. So Mm -hmm. when it comes to that, for me, always know your rights um, as a father and as a mother. Um, always seek advice if you are feeling uneasy and you're not and you don't know where to kind of turn yeah. uh, turn to someone that's not going to inflame the situation like attorneys do do really, yeah. attorneys mm-hmm. attorneys get paid to litigate do you think that okay. they're not going to inflame a litigation situation no. makes no sense so so yeah it's kind of like just sit down know your triggers know what yeah. you're dealing with and also get to a point where you you don't have to constantly be fighting. Sometimes yeah. um, it doesn't have to be a shout. It can be a whisper, which is, has the exact same effect.
0: Thanks, yeah. yeah. Amazing. So a bit of a plug for you guys. Um, details of your podcast, which I'm loving because it breaks down every legalese kind of topic. <laughs> and... <laughs> any questions that anybody can ask you guys really break it down and make it more accessible which is the nice thing because law sometimes
1: feels it's boring
0: inaccessible. <laughs> <laughs> well i was gonna say boring those are your words <laughs> uh, inaccessible to to many people so please share your details where can people um, touch base with that? you or the individually that? your services that? Jen, and also yeah. um your podcast So,
1: obviously, we have The Lawyer and the Layman, which is available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Yoke did all of the good things. It's everywhere. (laughs) Um, And then, secondly, obviously, I have uh, Impassion Transcend Yourself. My website will actually be up this week at www.impassion.co.za. My Instagram is Jennifer Stoller, Impassion, Jennifer Stoller across Facebook, LinkedIn, um yeah just kind of type it in and reach oh, out if you need cool. any help and mm-hmm. ask questions educate mm-hmm. yourself empower yourself you can avoid issues rather than cure them
0: awesome and Yolisa, your side
2: um yeah we just like jen said you can find us um anywhere the Layman. we will try and translate whatever legalese <laughs> you need translated it's quite fun we do like everything from like father's rights to cannabis to
0: to poppy um, <laughs> yeah
2: poppy to sort of like sectional titles yeah. um so that's always fun and yeah that's i'm
0: that's it for me <laughs> guys thank you so much thank you for braving this this really chilly weather it's actually and... really cool we had a child
1: a father and a mother and a single person in one <laughs> podcast. right what? everybody was represented <laughs> but thank you so much and yeah as i said anyone reach out and we got you
0: brilliant thank you so much guys thank you have an awesome day